0: What it do, Fantasy Football Degenerates. We are back with another Front Page Football podcast on July 24th. This is your host, Tanner Jolly. I'm joined, as always, by the Front Page crew, Joey Tao, Nate Keeney, and Eric Tatum. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at FrontPage underscore FF. Today's topic will be the Tampa Bay Bucks team preview. Let's start off with some trivia. Boys, who had more yards per target in 2019, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? I'm going with Mike Evans.
1: Uh, I'll go with Christopher.
2: I got to go with Chris. Chris? <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot.
0: I didn't write down the right answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak.
0: <Ow. laughs> Neck.
2: Neck. 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 Hold on. I could do some simple math right, right it was here. actually
0: It was um Chris Godwin. <laughs> the answer is Daria Gumboale. Damn it. All right, no, keep I'm it running. Weak. Keep it running. All right. All right. Number two. <laughs> number two. All right, number two. Number two. Okay. Did Ronald Jones have more 1,000 yard rushing seasons or 10 plus reception seasons in his three years at USC?
1: Ooh. Uh, he, I'm going to say he had more 10 plus. You wait, temp- the receptions one. I'm going with the receptions one. Yeah, I'm with the receptions.
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the receptions as well.
0: <laughs> he actually had more thousand yard rushing seasons. No 10 way. Uh, no way. I,
2: yeah. I kind of got, got
1: fumbled there, like halfway <laughs> through, because I was like, "Wait, ten receptions in a season? That's
2: it? Yeah, that's unbelievable. In a season? In a that season? Is unbelievable. Oh no. Man. Yeah. All
0: right. I'm what are you doing, <laughs> baby?
2: Ronald Jones loves going out the out the window now. Oh, no, right.
0: baby. What is he doing? He hates catching the football. <laughs> yeah, All right, let's go get Ronald's here. So, yeah, the Tampa Bay Bucks currently have a Vegas over-under win total of 9.5. Um, about two months ago, a month and a half ago, that started off at 10.5. So, the smart money has really pushed that down to to 9.5. I think the Tom Brady hype maybe got a little bit out of control. Um, but for good reasons. So, yeah, the offseason additions for the bucks they added, of course, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, and they exercised their fifth-year option on O.J. Howard. And I think it's worth noting they actually signed fourth-string tight end Tanner Hudson, a.k.a. the preseason DFS money printer himself. Uh, Joey and I actually made some money last year in preseason DFS uh, playing Tanner Hudson in our tight end slot. So that guy's got to... Special place in our heart. In the draft, they drafted Tristan Wirfs in the first round out of Iowa, um, which actually bolstered their PFF offensive line ranking to thirteen. They drafted running back Keyshawn Vaughn in the third round out of Vandy, and they drafted wide receiver Tyler Johnson in the fifth round out of Minnesota. So I think the biggest changes for the Bucks is are definitely on the offensive side, obviously. I would say the biggest update is that Jameis Winston is being replaced by Tom Brady. Obviously, in real life, this is a a huge upgrade in terms of winning football games um, on the back of clean quarterback play. However, in fantasy, I I see this as a major downgrade. Jameis had the most passing attempts in the league last season, or tied for the most attempts at 626. He had the most yards in the NFL at 5,109 and he had the second highest A dot at 10.4 yards behind only Matt Stafford. Brady uh, was at a dismal 7.6 A dot last year. Granted, he didn't have Michael Evans and Christopher Godwin to throw to, um, but I, I, that's a noticeable difference between 10.4 A dot and 7.6. Tampa Bay was a bottom five defense in terms of points allowed and yards allowed. Um, they did add to their weak secondary. Um and kept many of their front seven, which is actually really solid against the run last year. Um they were but they were definitely a, a pass funnel defense. But I don't think they they did enough bolstering for it to mean um a whole lot in terms of between the difference between this year and last year. So why don't we start it off at quarterback, Eric?
1: All right. Before I get into quarterback, I just wanna to touch on what Tanner was talking about, Tanner Hudson. So every show we open up with, you know, What's up, fantasy degenerates? And some of you guys might be thinking, like, what's a fantasy degenerate? Well, Tanner and Joey are the epitome of that. They're playing daily fantasy preseason, choosing guys like Tanner Hudson, you know, to win them some money. So I've never heard about that that name before. But, you know, playing (laughs) daily fantasy in the preseason is just kind
0: of wild to me. Not my proudest moment, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, no okay, comment. get into TB12, TB12 method, baby. This is a man on a mission this year. He wants to prove that he does not need the hood to win a Super Bowl. He goes to Tampa Bay, and with all the critics throughout COVID saying, why are you practicing? Why are you practicing? This guy is still grinding every day with his whiteouts. He does not care. He He's, he's getting a Super Bowl no matter what. This might be the best receiving duo in the NFL and possibly the best wide receiving core that Brady has had his entire career. Both Chris Godwin, Mike Evans are projected to be wide receiver one. So you figure they're going to need a quarterback to, you know, to perform uh to, to support that last season. Jameis finished at quarterback five. He threw 30 interceptions. The past six seasons, Brady has only thrown over 10 interceptions once. And that over 10, he was at like 11 or 12. He's going to QB 12 right now, late eighth round. I feel like you're drafting him at his floor. His last three seasons, he finished at quarterback 12, 14, and three. And that's with the Patriots with the weapons that he had, which is not a lot. Last year, his he finished at QB 12, and he had a old Julian Edelman. And his next best target may have been... James White, Um, he finished at 14 the year before that and then three. So I don't see you know a big drop-off. You assume he's going to at least finish as equally as he did last year at QB 12. That's where he drafted him. I would assume he's only doing better. And it's not like he's not throwing the ball with the Patriots. Last year he had 613 attempts. So he's still going to throw the ball. A lot of critics talk about he doesn't like to throw deep anymore. Well, he didn't have a deep target with the Patriots. Philip Dorsett may have been his best deep target. I went back and watched some film on him, and it's not like he doesn't have the arm to throw the ball. Yes, he's old, and we might think back to Pate Manning when he got old. He you know, was throwing a lot of ducks, but I don't really attribute that to his age. Pate Manning had neck surgery, which kind of crippled him. Tom Brady is still thriving, and he's you know he's living the TB12 method. This guy's ready to play for another, like, three years. So I, I'm high on Tom Brady where he's going, too.
0: Right on. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're throwing to Nikhil Harry and Broken Ribs, Julian, Julian Edelman and James White, yeah, your attempts are going to be high, but you're not chucking it down the field like you said. So, yeah, good point. Something I actually came across today – Julian Edelman actually was second in the NFL in red zone targets, which is kind of blew my mind. He doesn't strike me as a, as a red zone guy, but I mean, obviously I think Tom Brady, it's built on trust on who he's going to throw to in the red zone. And so I really want to know who that's going to be in Tampa Bay. And with that, Joe, why don't we swing over to the wide receivers?
2: Really? We just got to talk about two guys here. And that's Chris Godwin and Mike, Mike Evans. (laughs) Chris Godwin was the savior last year, as, as Nathan, uh, as, as Nate has, uh, um, <laughs> as Nate has mentioned in previous podcasts, was his best pick of the draft last year. And honestly, I was big on him too. And it, it kind of pains me to say this, but I, he's going as wide receiver six right now, and he's going about let's see, I think it's like overall eighteen, which seems a little rich for me. You know, he's going ahead of guys like Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, and George Kittle right now. And I'd rather have all three of those guys over Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm kind of just passing on him right now. I don't have a lot of them. It sucks. I love the guy. I think he's a phenomenal receiver. You know, actually, I've got a stat right, right here. He plays a lot in the slot and 46% of Godwin's yards last year came against a defender that was not a cornerback. So he was either running routes against a safety or a linebacker on 46% of his yards. So, I mean, that just goes to show you, I mean, how helpful it is when you're playing in the slot, which I'm sure he'll continue to do, but I just, that was just more of a fun stat than anything else. Mike Evans. I actually do kind of like Mike Evans as disgusting as it sounds. He's a little bit cheaper. He's, going one slot behind chris godwin godwin right now is wide receiver seven but he's going as 25 overall and in that range the running backs are kind of gone and that's kind of where i'm starting to hit wide receiver
0: yeah um do you think any of those guys have any uh red zone equity to be honest with a new quarterback it
2: kind of it, it's hard for me to project I would, I, I honestly, Tanner, I, I'm not really entirely sure. Uh, I mean, I think both can be used in the red zone, and both were last year. They both had, you know, they both. Uh, Mike Evans had eight touchdowns last year, and Chris Godwin had nine. I think that they can hit that again, and I think Tom Brady can, you know, he's. That's not going to be an issue for him, but I just, it's it. Tom Brady's going to find his guy, and you know, Gronk's there too.
0: Right. I think I think, like you said, if the new quarterback with um, not a not like a fully developed offseason to develop that chemistry, Mike Evans is a go up and get type of guy. He's going to win those balls. Chris Godwin wins with separation. So, you know, something's got to give in the red zone. Um, Eric, let's take it over to you.
1: OK, I think when it comes to the red zone targets, Brady is going to, you know, take what the defense gives him and that's going to change week to week. Because it's not like they just have one solid red zone option that the defense can key in. They've got Gronk, they've got Mike Evans, they've got Chris Godwin. So how is the defense going to play in week-to-week? Are they going to take away Gronk? Well, then that week it's going to be either Evans or Godwin. Next week, are they going to take away Evans? Now it's going to be Godwin and Gronk. So I don't think there's going to be a – for sure we know who's going to take it. It's going to be a kind of like a week-to-week thing. And just depends on how – the defense defense is going to play him.
2: And, and, yeah. and la- last year, I just checked real quick last year, Mike Evans had 14 red zone targets. Chris Godwin had 12. So they're right yeah. there.
0: Right. There's not, not much to separate between the two, but I think it's interesting now that they have Gronkowski there. And now that the NFL has seen what Chris Godwin can do in the slot, there is no way that NFL defenses are going to allow Chris Godwin to see safety and linebacker coverage at that rate um, that he had last year. I think they're going to have to be um, in nickel packages uh, or sub packages a lot with like a, a a coverage nickel on Chris Godwin or or maybe like a sub linebacker on Chris Godwin, you know, which, which then leaves the GOAT Gronk out and about. So I, I think Gronk is a very – I think he's still going to be a very good uh, blocking tight end. I feel like he almost could be like Jimmy Graham, where he's not going to do anything between the 20s, but inside the 20s, he's going to shine, you know, so I'm not sure. Uh, With that being said, Eric, do you have anything to say on, anything more to say on Gronk?
1: Tampa Bay tight ends, overall, I don't like any of them. I just think there's too many mounts to feed at the tight end position. They still have OJ Howard. They still have Breit, and now they're adding Gronk into the mix. Brait, he saw 56 targets last year. OJ saw 53. So assuming that's going to come down with the addition of, of Gronk, I, f- I still feel like they're going to split targets. It's not like Gronk's just going to come in and take all those targets over. And, you know, this isn't prime Gronk we're talking about. Even though he took the season off, he might be a little bit healed up. He's still towards the end of his career. And it's not like he's the first the first target on his team. When he was playing with the Patriots, who else did Tom Brady have to throw to? It was either Gronk or Edelman. Now he's behind a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin. I don't see him being like an every, every week tight end. You start. He's going to be a streamer. He's going to be dependent on touchdowns. And it just goes back to what I talked about with on the red zone is are you going to get lucky that week and how are they going to defend
0: him? Right, so, kind of like how we opened up the show. Like they have four tight ends on their roster. I don't yeah. think that they're going to run Gronk out there on you know ninety percent of the snaps and just let him bang for ninety percent of the snaps. You know, I think they're going to sprinkle them in on packages or red zone packages, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll use him wisely and they'll try and set him up in a formation where he's you know out wide against a corner or he's lined up against a mismatch in the linebacking core, but I just don't see him putting up fantasy numbers. He's going to be a good football player. I just don't see him being a good fantasy player. And just with the namesake alone, I think he's going to be overvalued in many leagues, right? Right now he's going eighth round, but in your average home league, I could see him, you know, going up in the top tier tight end, just because it's, you know, the hype train of Gronk.
0: Right. Exactly. All right. Um, that wraps up the tight ends there. Nate, what do you think about the running backs?
3: Yeah, so we got um we got Ronald Jones and uh newly acquired Keyshawn Vaughn. Let's we'll start with Ronald Jones here. He's kind of the <clears throat> the laughing stock of a lot of leagues. You know, he came out his rookie year with twenty three carries uh total, one point nine yards per carry, which is just unfathomable. Um he had a little bit better year last year. kind of underrated, uh, split time with Peyton Barber. Um, I think it's kind of hard to look into the Bucs' rushing attempt last year. They just kind of had a different offense. You know, they were really fast-paced. Jameis coming out first drive, throwing a pick six, uh, doesn't do well for the running backs. Um, Tom Brady, I think, will change it up a little bit, you know, slow it down. He's not going to throw 30 picks in a season. So I'm not usually super into um, early down running backs, but they had 320 carries last year on the team, and I think that will only increase. So I like Ronald Jones to be the first and down back on a good offense with a lot of touchdown equity. Um, I do think Keyshawn Vaughn comes in and takes some of that um, passing role uh, it might be Dara Wale to start out uh, in the beginning of the season, but I think as the season progresses, Keyshawn Vaughn will kind of um, plant his role in the offense. But uh, I like Ronald Jones. Uh, he's going around Marlon Mack, on Johnson, Matt Breida. Um, I think he has a lot more upside uh, than those kind of guys. Tanner, how are you feeling about uh, Keyshawn Vaughn?
0: I'll be honest. I'm not super high on Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, I think that, I mean, what, they only spent a third round draft pick on him. I think they got him for some insurance policy because they let, um, Peyton Barber walk. I mean, that guy's, you know, nothing special, but he was the one receiving the bulk of the work. And so when you let, and, and I think he was receiving the bulk of the work cause they, they could just trust him, you know? Um, but when you let someone like that go, yeah, you're not going to have Darway R be your, your, your number two running back, especially when you have someone as shaky as Ronald Jones, Um, as your RB1. So I think Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, third round draft capital, uh, especially way with this, this last draft went, I don't think that's like crazy. Um, Generally speaking, third round draft pick running backs, um, that type of draft capital isn't enough to like demand work and, um, and reps. So I think without an off season, I think the running back situation is going to be very similar to the wide receiver situation. Like, Tom Brady's going to come in and he's going to say, I want this guy and I want this guy and I want this guy in clutch moments. And so whether that's Ronald Jones or Keyshawn Vaughn, I personally think it's going to be Ronald Jones, but you never know. Brady could come in and, and Keyshawn Vaughn can do great on pass protection um, and and do his assignment and he could be the one that that develops the favor with Tom Brady. And so I think it, I hate to say it, but it's going to be like a, a wait and see type of thing. I personally am, am putting my – fantasy money on Ronald Jones, but yeah, I'm not going to go like crazy and like overdraft Ronald Jones, but I think it's going to be him.
3: Yeah, I agree. I like him at his price and um, I don't think he's Pond is going to come in and be ready to go week one. So I, I think that Ronald Jones would be able to have a good, a good share of that touchdown equity. And like we mentioned with Tom Brady, it's going to be a fast or a, a slower paced offense, excuse me. And um, they're going to be in the red zone a lot. So I think he's going to be able to have a lot of score touchdowns this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Joe. Uh, what do you have this offense projected as in terms of like total points or like yards? I I gotta imagine they're top fifteen, right? Maybe even higher.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, last last year they uh, they were probably top. They they had a thousand and forty plays last year on offense, which is I don't have it in. Well, actually, I just pull it up. It was it was probably top. It was probably top five. Uh yeah, it was uh it was actually it was fifth, fifth in the league in total uh plays last year. It's gonna go down a little bit this year just because they're not gonna be having to play catch up as much because of uh the the blind man Jameis Yes uh Jameis Winston's gone. <laughs> uh but uh I mean I still have not at a thousand twenty five, so they're still top ten ish. Yep. Um I'm not gonna lie. I can't believe this has turned into a Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones podcast. I, I'm a Ronald Jones guy too. Yeah, no, I'm a Ronald Jones guy too. I'm just, I'm surprised. I thought and the truth uh, comes out. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. Uh, he's my kind of bet in that backfield. I don't love him, but I mean, I don't love Keyshawn Von Moore, So
0: yeah, Ronald Jones. Um, Man, I really wish I had this like exact stat in front of me, but um, Mike Taglier from Fantasy Pros did a study on where top 10 running backs come from. And I want to say it was something like 85% of top 10 running backs come from like top 10 scoring offenses. And so one, I think I one of that. these guys – yeah, I, I don't want to like butcher that stat too bad, but it was something like that. So I think the thing is here, one of these guys is going to pop. It's a matter of which one. Unfortunately, we're all saying Ronald Jones, which means it's going to be. <laughs> gonna be it'll,
1: it'll probably be. I'm kind of going against you guys right now. I don't think just one guy's going to pop. I could see it being a, you know, RBBC running back by committee, if you will, as we saw with the Patriots, right? We saw James White, Sony Michelle. I can't think of the third guy. What, what's Rex- his Sexy, name? Rex- Sexy. Rex- Sexy Rexy, uh, right? with the patriots backfield is very muddled i could see the same thing happening with with the bucks you know and but what's good with them is you're not wasting high draft capital to grab one of those running backs so if you decide to take it it's okay you're getting ronald jones pick 94 12 team league that is in the 8th round you know i'd be fine with that he could he could pop but yeah i could just see it being muddled you know i i i don't see them running a straight Bruce Arians offense, I think Tom Brady's gonna come in and they're they're gonna game plan together. And Agreed. it's it's you know it's not gonna be a straight what we've seen with Bruce Arians. It's gonna be a mix. Tom Brady went there for a reason. He probably could have went to, you know, almost any team he wanted and he chose the Bucks because he liked the situation. So he's going he's gonna have a big say in We'll go, what goes on in the offense, almost, you know, like LeBron with who he wants on his team. It's right. kind of going to be the same situation.
0: Right. So I think wrapping up the Bucks here, uh, we all kind of talked about it. Essentially, Tom Brady is going to come in and dictate who his guy is going to be in the red zone, who his running back is going to be, you know, whether that be an RBBC or in whether that be like a, you know, wide receiver by committee. That's not even a term, but, Yeah, so I think you kind of got to plant your flag on one of these guys, uh, whether that be at the running back position or the wide receiver position. And I think one of them is going to pop, you know, whether it be Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn. So the wide receivers I'm probably staying away from. The draft equity is just too much to try to plant a flag there. But the running backs, I'm personally a big fan of zero uh, running back this year. And so I've been scooping up a bunch of Ronald Jones, um, like you said, in the eighth round, Eric. Yeah. So let's wrap up the bucks here. Does anyone have anything else they want to say?
3: Yeah, I do. I do have one thing to say. Um, There were some rumors that um, they were interested in Devonta Freeman, uh, but he was too expensive. Um, But Devonta came out later and said that um, that was false and they never contacted his agent. So um, I don't know really what to make of that, but it's never a good sign when an, already crowded backfield is looking for a, a veteran running back. So um, to be determined in this backfield.
0: Right. I think that's a good point. Last thing here, Devonta Freeman is at this point in his career, primarily a pass catcher. And, you know, like my trivia question kind of highlighted, Ronald Jones has is, is not shown that he's a pass catcher and neither really has Keyshawn Vaughn. So maybe that's why they, those rumors are flying around that they're looking for Devonta, but Anyway, all right, guys, that wraps up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't get wrapped up too much in the Tom Brady hype. Yeah, that wraps up the Bucs. Thanks for joining us, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.